This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. And here we are, Sneak, at the end of all things. At the end of days, I can't believe it that fantasy football is over. Oh, my word. Some highs and lows. We were you know, literally just talking about it before coming on the air. Overall in fantasy this season, um, big highs for you in Sneak League. Some lows for me in that one. Lows basically for both of us in Dynasty, but I think we're both optimistic about the future. A lot of our guys ended the year strong, and you know, even though we're not in the playoffs, we, we can like what we're seeing to build on. But you know, let's not pussyfoot around it anymore. We've got not a new champion, but we've got a reigning, defending, double champion. And it's the old badger himself, Wade Yealy, Gee Butter Snaps, Gus TT Showbiz, whatever you want to call him. He has done it like you predicted, Shink. You know, we've been saying it at least for the past month or so, and we've been touching on it all year. He has an amazing team. He manages it well. He's a shrewd trader. He knows when to find a free agent. He does. I don't think he's ever like missed on setting a lineup. He's got his set lineup, and then he just fills in with injuries and buys, and his fill-ins are great. All around, the guy just knows what he's doing. And I I don't know if that's just a testament to him saying, like, yeah, the guy knows how to fancy football. Or since he's not listening, he doesn't even know we exist, and we don't barely know if he exists. Or is it more of a testament on how – bad we've all become at fantasy football are we are we lax are we have we lost our way have our have we not been able to put it together i mean there's prime examples everywhere but we'll probably get into that at some point in our lives but congratulations to wade wherever he may be in this world uh this is our third two-time winner is that right yes that is correct i know you and matt were hoping that it would never be but it, it is, and it, it is B. He has done it, and at some point in this offseason, we'll do a preview for next year, but I'm just going to say it right now, and I've been saying it. I would not be surprised if Wade sticks around, gives us a third, and then walks off into some sort of sunset, or maybe a fourth and a fifth. Maybe he'll just well, no one else will ever win this league except for Wade, the guy that we don't even know who he is in this world. Just some random phantom out out there in the universe that wins our dynasty fantasy football league every year. We don't never see him, never talk to him, never hear from him. That's uh, maybe how it our destinies lie. Well, that very well could be our fate. I think you know definitely his team as is currently is set up for future success. But you know we've said that about other teams that have fallen off pretty quickly. So anything can happen, but. Yeah, as it stands right now, especially coming off of the back-to-back titles, his team is looking good. We'll get into the the full matchup and, and you know, was it was it a full Wade, you know, control and he was a better team? Was it a little bit of a letdown and a curse on Brandon's end? We'll get into all of that. But I think we've always got to start off with a nonsense minute. We're wrapping up season four here. We've got a an old guy champion. So my question to you is, what is your Mount Rushmore, your your top four, your historic four old guys? Football players? Nope, just old guys in general. Just old people in the world? Can they be fake? 
yeah, they can be fake. I'm just talking about like you, like they're known for being old. Like uh, maybe a fake person, like you're saying, is Santa Claus. Maybe an okay. old person is uh, uh, in a real life one. You know, Morgan Freeman. He's up okay. there. All right, I'm tracking with you. I'm tracking with you. I've got a few brewing in the head. No particular order. We got to get Gandalf in there. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a Scum and Sneak Show podcast. It wouldn't be a Scum and Sneak Show life if we didn't mention Lord of the Rings. So Gandalf is there. We've got Sam Elliott, Sammy E. Love that guy. I feel like he's been old my entire life. We've got, all right, old. All right, you, you say a couple. You get some going while I keep thinking here. Did I lose you? Yeah, I mean, no, no. You said a couple that I, Gandalf slash Ian McKellen. We'll, we'll give the the character and the actor both some love there. Definitely on my list. Uh, your your Sam Elliott. My version of that would be Michael Caine, who has mm-hmm. always been old. I think he's came on the scene in a Muppet Christmas Carol. You know, in my life at least, just as a old fart, and it's still been been that in every movie since. Yep. I like him. I, I, that one's maybe not official. We've also got to give give some love to Steve Martin. I think another another great one who maybe wasn't always like old, but he's always been gray. So he's always had the white hair, so it just makes you think that yeah. he's been sixty five his whole life. Exactly. So you see him, and you're like, that's that's an old old guy, but always been always been one of my faves. Okay. Um, what no, about? Not, I think you know. I got my third here. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna go Yoda. Okay. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan of any way, shape, or form, I mean, Yoda's like, I mean, he's probably legitimately like a thousand years old, and it's in the lore of Star Wars. But he's just, especially in those early originals, he's just like walking around with his shuffling along. He's an old, he's an old timer for sure. That's true. All right. Let me ask you this. Let's derail a little bit because I've got to know. What's your opinion on? on the flippities in the newer ones in the uh prequel movies are you is it is it a fun addition is it kind of like that um makes the character kind of it makes it a weird thing what's your opinion on it wait what are you what are you talking about what's a flippity when uh yoda fights count duke and he starts just flipping all over the place oh yeah i think it's i i think it's great because he's like old unassuming whatever even though everyone knows he's like pretty powerful and then all of a sudden he gets in his like first ever seen uh lightsaber battle he's just like a freaking wild little freaking crazy thing jumping around flipping off walls i totally loved that i thought that was great when it when it was in the movies it was just a shock and it was perfect all right all right what about uh, so i got one more i think you said four okay Go i'm gonna four, finish yeah. off here you, you round out yours um and I'm going to say, you know, it, it, it comes up a lot for whatever reason. And uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say Jimbo. That's hilarious, because I think I had one more to go to. And mine was going to be wait. I was going to give the old guy yeah. his credit. I, you know what? Both. You want to know something is I knew this is how connected we are at the end of all days, end of season four. This is how connected the Scum and Sneak show is in you and I. I knew that you were going to bring up Wade because he just won, <laughs> he's old, all that. And then I knew that's what you were going to do. So I said, my last guy, and Jimbo always talks about how old he is. So there you go. There you have it. There's a lot of synergy, a lot of, a lot of fake characters, some of our favorite actors, and then the two old guys 
in the dynasty league. Make up our Mount Rushmore's collectively. Great more uh that was a great uh nonsense minute to finish off season four. Memorable. I don't know what everyone's gonna say. They're gonna be like, why do we have to make a new old Mount Rushmore? Because the real Mount Rushmore is made up of old guys already, but you know, we needed some fresh old blood. Fresh old guys. I've got a topic for us today, or we can do the the full championship review. What do you want to do first? Uh, I want to do the topic first. All right, let's do the topic. And guess what? It's more around Mount Rushmore's. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do, the way I want to do it is we'll take our big four positions uh, for fantasy like we always do. And I want your current Mount Rushmore, your current top four dynasty assets at each position. Okay. We've got we've got our dynasty league. Uh, we'll talk about the teams that have these guys, but just like a landscape picture because I think some of it has changed, at least for me after this year. Uh, I mean, it's the table a little bit. I'll, I'll start with mine because I've been thinking about it. I'll let you, maybe you agree fully, or maybe you have someone else you want to throw in. But let's start with quarterback. And I think my top four right now even after kind of some up and down in the year, I think it's still got to be Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. And then fourth is tough, but after the season he's had, and especially how he's ended, I'm going to put Lamar there. But that fourth spot could have very well been Joe Burrow if he wasn't hurt. Could be CJ Stroud, or I think maybe you, and for a lot of people, um, it's all close. But I think those are my four. Right now, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Lamar. Just because I feel confident and safe with those guys at quarterback for dynasty purposes. What about you? Yeah, I think Allen and Hurts have to be there. Uh, and I, I, I was trying to think here. Um, quarterback, is I can't so deep, say right? it's hard, but yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't say Lamar just. I can't do it, but he did have a great year. Um, who else is it? It's yeah. I guess yeah, right. I would have to put Stroud. I would put Stroud up there. And honestly, it's I'm gonna get flagged for it, but I would probably do some version. I don't know. If it's it's got to be a split between. Ah, let me think. Can you be Lux Mahomes? Would you? Is that what you're? I think if I were to say right now, dynasty asset, yeah. I would leave off Mahomes. I feel like I I feel like there could. It's all about his supporting cast at this point for me, and we saw that evident in a lot of games this year. I mean, he still threw for whatever, how many yards and how many touchdowns, and that's great. But I just it was very inconsistent for me this year. So yeah. with Kelsey getting older and no real, I mean, Rishi. Seems to be pretty good. Is he a number one elite going to go into the stratosphere in the next year or two? I don't see it. I think he's going to be a very consistent, like, nice receiver. So, like, unless something happens, I think there we might go into, like, some weird Mahomes year or two-ish where he's still good. They're probably winning. But fantasy-wise, putting up gaudy numbers is probably – I feel like we're going to – I feel like every quarterback kind of has – or every player, really, that's a big name, awesome player, has a year or two or something where they're just – kind of weird and i feel like yeah, we might be going walls. into a mahomes weird sure thing 
Okay. So yeah, I'd go. I, I and then I would. I guess I legitimately feel like that. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna say Fields here because of his running hey, and because I he he. I feel like he took great steps this year. And if they add Marvin Harrison next year, I think he's gonna be really good. Him and DJ Moore have the connection. I like what he can do with the in his legs. If they add Marvin Harrison, and I like what Komet did this year. Obviously, I had him in sneak league. I thought that he was a very consistent style tight end a top 10 a top 11 there so i'm just gonna go field since he's my guy and i'm banking on him being a really good it is, i mean life. yeah that's a tough call you're probably gonna catch five for it i don't hate it we both were big field guys going into the year he started slow didn't look great he got hurt um but yeah i agree he's looked better um the second half of the year it is interesting because there's still chatter that, especially with the Bears having the number one overall pick, do they try to trade fields and go with Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams, or do they trade back, or do they just take Marvin Harrison with the first overall pick? There's there's a lot of questions there, but I mean, fields would be in the mix for maybe probably the lower end. Um, but yeah, I, just, I mean, I was almost gonna say I was almost gonna say Dak because he had a really good year yeah, with not, CD, not a good uh, with Cooks, thing. with who they're they're always gonna have. I feel like pretty good pieces around Dak, and he has the ability to put up. Fan, we're talking fantasy here and dynasty. Fantasy, on yes. I mean, Dak's yeah. got Dak's got ten years. Fields has probably you know twelve to fifteen years, and I just I feel like they're rounding. Fields is rounding, and Dak is at that point to where he's probably going to be the best he's going to be for the next three or four years. And so I'm happy with them in my quarterbacks and I'm just going to give myself a little shooby doo about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not all these guys are a great option and it's hard to pick a top four, especially after some of the ones that have been like easy calls, like Mahomes, like we talked about is down and is maybe just hitting this weird lull in his career without, um, without Travis Kelsey. And we've seen that with like, a lot of these players, right? Um, Tom Brady, uh, as much as I am a, not a Tom Brady apologist, he has multiple great seasons, um, but the peaks are when he's got, you know, a Randy Moss or a Gronk. And when there's a gap there, he's not as great. And that's just, that's the nature of football, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right. Now let's go on to running back. And this one I think is going to be pretty fun because there's there's a name I think you really don't want to say, but I don't know if you can deny for running back in the top four. Uh, but do you want me to go first or do you want to just take a take a crack at it? Uh, you you go for it. All right. My my four. Bijan, of course. And this is in no particular order. So I, I – as much as I want to say Bijan is a clear number one, I, I don't know if it's crystal clear. But uh, Bijan's in my group and on my Mount Rushmore for Dynasty running back assets. As crazy as it is with him being 27 going on 28, I'm going to keep Christian McCaffrey in the group because he's so good. Uh, Brees Hall is my third. And then I think Jameer Gibbs has earned his spot as a, as a top four Dynasty running back. So, DMC, Bijan, Brees Hall, and Jameer Gibbs. That's pretty close to, I think, my same 
spot here. Um, yes, you could. I know you don't want to say Gibbs though. <laughs> I don't want to say Gibbs, but he had a, he had a really he had a really good year, really good last in twelve games, and so that's worth it. I mean, yeah, I was. You know, this isn't the time for me to make the bold sneak claims and to go all crazy, man. I'm just going to go for what I've seen this year. I like Gibbs. I like Bijan. Uh, there's a lot here. I don't know if I can pick four. I mean, I guess dynasty asset wise, yeah, McCaffrey's still got to be there. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you could maybe make a case for ETN depending on yeah. what that Jags offense looks like going forward. Is Lawrence going to be a gunslinger? Probably not. So they're going to lean a little bit more. So ETN probably has a good three or four years of being a, a, a big time guy there. Um, see, I don't really have any running backs. Matt doesn't have any running backs. Who else? And then like friend? Kenneth Walker is in it for some people, you know, he's, he started off really good this year, um, held off Zach Charbonnet. So I really he, liked what I saw from Rashad white this year. Yeah. Rashad has that just like, he's going to get all the work. Um, and yeah succeed with it so that i mean I and even if he's year, not succeeding with it if he's getting 20 carries and yeah six to eight catches i mean that alone is going to be enough to put you on 25 to 20 you know 25 points a game so i like that and yeah that and he is like a top, he's a top five running back on the season so maybe i'm continuing to to sell him short too even after all the success yeah what about um achan who looks like I'm not an HN guy. I'm just not an HN guy. I don't think I ever will be. I don't care if he has a game or two where he's blowing up for 200 yards and three touchdowns. I think I've said at some point early in the season, he just doesn't remind me of that type of guy. I don't think he'll ever get the workload. I don't, I think he'll be hurt a lot. He'll have himself two or three games where it's like, Holy smokes. And then it's going to be like, okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of my thought there. Um, who else is out? I mean, it's too many. I mean, at this point, I think we've named enough. I think yeah. the I think the days of thinking. I mean, not to say like we're talking Mount Rushmore of future dynasty assets. I mean, Kamara and Saquon and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Wade's running backs are going to be good. They're going to be fine and very decent. Taylor, Taylor probably should have been like uh, more at the forefront of that conversation for sure. I know again a couple years of injury concerns, but when he plays, he's been very good and very. Um, has produced a lot so. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's, I think we're going to see, and that's obvious. I think we're going to see, and I'm probably making some stupid bold claims here, but we've got a lot of the old name running backs that are still going to be very good and productive, but we've got a lot of young guys that seem to either be not needing as much ramp up time to become Great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, we've got, we've got three year and under re- running backs that are like legit. So I think going into this year, I was like running backs are dead and done. And then I saw that like, there's still, there's a lot more almost feel like we're going to get into that point, especially going into next year, whether you're in a dynasty or redraft, you probably have a lot more confidence in some of those later mind in your minds, in your mind, later style, Running backs, you know, it's not well, like yeah, we have, at, okay, if you don't get the top, one of the top, yeah, exactly. A great example. If you don't get one of the top four running backs, you're screwed. That was kind of like the mentality. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like, if you don't get one of the top 
15 running backs, you might be screwed. So that means you're going to have, you're going to have a workhorse. You're going to have a number one, no matter what kind of format you're in. I mean, our dynasty league, obviously you got Wade with three of the top 15. You got Brandon with three. I mean, it's very top heavy, but I'm saying just the parity amongst running backs going into next year could be one of the widest that we've seen in a long time. Sure. No. And that's, that's good for the league. Good for super good. I guess, I guess for fantasy, I guess. <laughs> but I guess, and, and the flip side it's of that, for, it's probably, bad for running backs. <laughs> I mean, are we seeing the end? I mean, think about it though. Are we seeing the end of Derrick Henry? Are we seeing the end of, I think so. I don't know. Give me Nixon's another run. Probably back. on his way out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders is for sure on his way. I mean, like he wasn't a top, top guy, but just like, you know, that, that group, um, I mean, I even think Kamara is on the way out. Um, like that draft class that we had touted for so long, CMC will was the only one that is like, I know will be a starter moving forward. Kamara mix in probably another year, but that could change very quickly. Um, Fournette's already on his way out. Uh, I'm missing someone from that class. Oh, Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. most of the year kind of surged back at the end with some good games, but I don't think he's got much more left in the tank. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of those guys are, we, we're hitting the new, we're hitting the change for sure. Yeah. We're definitely hitting the change there. And as we go into the receivers here next, you could probably, I'm probably going to make that same point about like, man, there are a lot of good receivers, man. There's, there's a ton of good receivers. This one I think is the easiest for me, but it's also the most, there's so many that you cut, but my four, I'll go ahead and start again. Jefferson and Jamar Chase were the two guys that we were like, they're the top two easy by themselves. I think CD has joined them. I think it's a group of three, like they're the top three easy and there's not much separation between them. Um, again, a little bit of recency bias after this year, but CD was so good this year and consistently good. I don't think you can deny it anymore. Um, and then the fourth one is tough, but I'm going to put Amon Ra as my fourth just because of his consistency. And um, I just love him. But again, you could have Tyreek in that mix still. You could have AJ Brown. Um, I, I think a lot of people would even say, go ahead and put Marvin Harrison Jr. in there. Uh, so, yeah, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on my four? And then do you have any differing opinions? Yeah, definitely the top three. I'm the same with you there. Jefferson, yeah. Chase, CD. I do believe CD took the massive jump this year. I was talking about is he number one? Is he a number one? He's not a number one. He, <laughs> he's legit. He he made the stratosphere jump this year. And I'm struggling on my four. I'm thinking I'm racking my brain. Who I want to like go in there as a number four. I've yeah. never, I don't, I I for whatever reason, my mind tells me I'm not an Amon Ra guy, but this year I watch a lot of him watching more Lions as they've been good the last this year and last year. He is extremely consistent. I don't ever see him. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I I, I wouldn't. I would be okay with putting him there. I I think if I just right now with not being able to do think about it too heavily. Um, gosh, let me think. Who else is there? I think Tyreek still has to be there probably for what two more years. I think. Yeah. Let's see here. 
Yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown it seemed to be a lot – he was a lot more inconsistent this year than last year, so I'm a little off on him. And um, Gosh, let me think. Else. Who else is there for uh, the day? Uh, I mean, you have, like, Waddle had been in the conversation a little bit. He dealt with a lot of injuries this year. He's a clear, he's a clear number two kind of different. Sure. I think there's a – yeah, I think there's a tier of those I mean, if – Here's, here's, a, here's a couple of wild names for you to consider. What about Puka and Tank Dell? Jimbo, shout out, but I mean, like, great Puka rookie year. Had a top five year as a rookie. Could yeah. break the rookie receiving record still this year. Um, Tank Dell, in limited work, looked amazing and is paired with Stroud. So I wouldn't, again, I, I would, definitely am not, I'm definitely not able to put them anywhere near the other guys right now great rookie years very huge upside um but still the potential to have some down i guess uh, you know uh, sure I can't, yeah we haven't but, seen it enough to fully be like they're the guy i understand yeah mm. And Cooper Cup probably too old for you, right? Too old. No. Definitely took a fall off this year, and he's probably going to be no more than your late twenty ranked type. Where you know maybe gets himself into the thousand yard spot and like that six touchdown range. Uh, I like that. Devontae and really, Diggs too old. Devontae and Diggs clearly showing the either the age or the frustration or the product of the offense is moving different directions. Uh, I think there's, I mean, just because I had him in sneak league. I mean, keep your eye on Ayuk. Uh, what okay. does he do if he if he that. goes yeah. if he leaves the 49ers for a big contract? He's going. I I feel confident that he can be uh, number one option. I, I you know he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the hands, he's got the skill, the route running. He obviously um, benefits from McCaffrey and Debo and that whole offense extremely, but. Uh, if he leaves to go chase a contract, just keep your eye on maybe him at least getting the target slash uh, catches, you know, available. I'm trying to like think. That. Um, I mean, so okay. I, I mean, I got a ton yeah. of young guys that you might, you know, Garrett Wilson, Drake yeah, London, Chris sure. Olave. They, in right. my opinion, they've disappointed this year. So you're going into your third year. If you don't, if you're not going to make a breakout here, you're probably just going to be middling uh they need better all of them need better quarterbacks so that was a huge fallback for them this year so maybe whoever their quarterbacks are next year hopefully one of them gets at least into a position where they could be a true number one type <laughs> yeah i got i got yeah, a new I game for conversation and because you mentioned it like you said waddle is a two he said you could be a one on the zone I want to throw some other names at you, just guys in a similar position to see where, what do you think their potential is? Start off with my guy, T. Higgins. Is he, does he have one potential or is he better as the two? If he he's, goes contract hunting, same thing. Which is probably going to happen. I think he's, in my opinion, just have to, he's got a lot of injury history. So if he can't figure that out, uh, he's going to get paid by number one and be expected to be number one. I'm not as confident with him that I am with Iuke. Okay. What about um, Devonta Smith? No, that's a number two through and through for me in my mind. What about 
ask the question about Tank and Nico because they're they've kind of gone back and forth between those roles with each other on the Texans. So are are both of them one? Like, do they both have one potential? As things sort out, and you know, that's a that's figure? a super that's a super interesting one. I I want to say my initial my head says neither of them can be number ones, but I feel like if you were to maybe comp and I, you could maybe try to really try super hard to comp tank as a future Tyreek type. If he just, I don't know. I think they've got to be similar speed wise. Yeah. Um, size wise, I think they're both pretty small size. shifty yeah, types. So yeah, I'm definitely not comparing tank Dell to Tyreek because Tyreek is an absolute out of this world alien, but. For something, I mean, this is what, what are we on, Nico? Is this his third or fourth year? I want to say third, maybe fourth, though. So, yeah. great year because he got a great quarterback. He just, there's just players that just don't strike me as number ones. And I think in this situation, if they both stick with the Texans with Stroud, they'll neither of them will be enough to be a number one. They'll both kind of be like two to two to three types, which is good for like Stroud owners and Stroud people, because I think he's going to be very good at distributing and turning players that don't have maybe the overall pedigree of some of these others and turning and getting them to play at that level, which we've saw this year. So on their own, I don't see them being good enough to be number ones anywhere. If they stay with Stroud with Houston and build off that, they're probably going to be two, both be like very solid twos. And you sometimes you get a quarterback, which we saw with Brady his whole career, he, outside of the Moss years, I guess. He never really had that prototypical number one. He was able to always bring up the the two to three type receivers and make them great. And, you know, Gronk, he had Gronk there for, you know, seven-year stretch where you could say he was his number one and unstoppable type. But so I think – that's my mindset on players like that is I don't see yeah. them as ones. I see them as becoming really amazing twos with the right quarterback. Okay. Last one, similar situation to the Texans. Jaden Reed and Don Wick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they were super fun this year. Super like just, I, that's my best way to say it. both very fun. I need to see a lot more uh, out of them. And, you know, the Packers have been historically not like drafting receivers and not getting help, but that even as much as Christian Watson, you hate him. And a lot of yeah. people do when he's healthy, he's at least a field stretcher, a big presence. Uh, Romeo Dobbs catches a lot of touchdowns. He seemed to be kind of that, like move the sticks type. So that offense is interesting with the, the coming on of, you know, Jaden Reed and Don Wicks. If that offense has four, like, two to 2.5 receivers it's it could be a uh, an offense that you might want to just get your hands on because for one you never know who it's going to be that week and i mean it's it's a fun I, that's a great that's a great they're no, definitely think, they're not ones to me but it's fun <laughs> i agree you know that like the whole team even down to like their fifth and sixth guys like malik heath and bob melton have shown flashes this year and been really fun and good so i just think that whole Green Bay uh, receiving room is is fun. Even like you said, I don't love Christian Watson, but yes, he's he's shown 
the same potential as a lot of these guys that we've talked about. So, I mean, and then uh, you've got uh, you've got muskrat and craft macaroni and cheese. You know, friggin' craft mac and cheese, old Tucker. He's the man. Yeah, they, so they, they've got they they've got a draft in the past couple of years. They have, days. yeah. It's very it could be very exciting to try to get your hands on those players um, in dynasty or or redraft to just. All right, last uh, last group. We're we're going a little long, but I'm having fun. I hope you all are too. Uh, tight ends, and this is the one that is going to be a little crazy, and this is one I was most excited for. My four: Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, Dalton Kincaid, Kyle Pitts. I'm done with Kelsey and Andrews. Okay. Yeah, Laporta's there for me. Laporta's ah, just tight end wise. This is a tough one for me. Uh, I'm gonna say, put your put your boy Muskrat in. Uh, he, I mean, he was hurt all year. He didn't even really ever have any good games, so I'm not gonna put him there. Uh, so who'd you say? Said Laporta, Kincaid, Trey McBride, uh, Kyle Pitts. Haven't I'll given go, up yet. Yeah, I'll go. I'll be the same with you outside of Pitts. I'll replace Pitts with. Uh, who am I replacing Pitts with? Do you, do you have an inkling to keep Kelsey in, or do you think we've. I just think we've. We will never see. Like the best Travis Kelseyans are behind him for sure. Like he obviously he was still a tight tight end one uh, or a top three tight end this year, um, but it is just volume over anything special. Um, I will say, taking out the the Pitts thing was kind of a joke. Like Hawkinson is the actual answer for the fourth tight end, but um, it's not as fun. So yeah. I think that might be who you say instead of Pitts because that's who. I would actually say. Oh gosh, I just I think Pitts is just gonna have he's not gonna be good, even if they trade or get a quarterback next year. I just I think that off I think it's doomed. I think it's just doomed. It might be doomed. It very well could be. But Hawkinson, like I said, is just the real answer because he's I mean We'll see how he comes back from the injury, but I think he'll be fine. Like as as crazy as it is, like ACLs kind of become a, a commonplace thing for people to come back from. So uh, when he's back with probably Kirk Cousins for at least one more year or whoever it is, he should still be the target hog. Um, at, well, it's not target hog, but he should be the second option after Justin Jefferson and, and be very good for tight end. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you're not. I thought you might have more pushback or, you know, trouble with dropping um, Kelsey and Andrews, but no, you're you're good. I think I think I'm I think I'm with you on that. I mean, we've been calling for the Kelsey decline for a couple of years now, and as we are, we're always about a year or so late or earlier, whatever you want to yeah. say. It, so. 
All right. We uh, spent a lot of time there. I thought it was fun. I'm excited to hear everyone else's Mount Rushmore's of old guys and of these dynasty players. Gee, let's we'll skip an ad this week and go right into it and try to wrap up here. Let's talk about the final. Let's talk about Wade versus Brandon. Wade did just about it wasn't a huge blow up game. He was right at his projections. I think it's probably about what he averaged all year, 162. The the more shocking thing I thought was Brandon only put up 125, which is a score like I think you and I hit last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, nothing, nothing special. So, do you if you're if you're in that scenario, not even Brandon, not his you know, his team, but if you're in a final, would you rather go up against someone who put up like? 200 and you put up you know 140 and you're like well there's nothing i could have done or do you want to be in a scenario where you put up 120 a lot of meat left on the bone you're like man what you know there could have been i could have played aaron jones and bought myself a few more points um from brandon you know things like that or where's where's your psyche yeah, that's a good question. In a I always, yeah, I always go back and forth on this idea on what I would rather if I'm the losing end of something. But I think I always kind of come back to is I want my as long as my guys do what they're supposed to do, and then I fall short, then that's that's so be it. Like getting blown out, I guess. Like if I just go up against a buzzsaw, because when you, yeah, if you leave, like you said, meat on the bone, players on the bench, and then you lose by like a number to where it was easily winnable then you're like okay i just what did i do here like if I, if my guy get their projections and do what they've done all year but then all of a sudden you go up against a wade where he's getting 50 from cd and whatever it may be you're like okay like this just crazy so i think that's where i land on that and something we talked about we i well i think we went back and forth a little bit but we thought there was potential for Brandon to be let down by the Mahomes Kelsey stack. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the cards, you know. I think at least in the group chat towards the end, you were you were predicting that uh, there'd be a little bit of a bounce back, but it never never came about. Uh, CMC, even who has been the number one player all year, who has been great for Brandon, he didn't score a touchdown surprisingly, and he had a, a pedestrian game for him, so. I mean, I think it's kind of in the middle. Like, Brandon's guys didn't do what they could have done, but it's he lost by 40 still, so there's not much he can really kick himself over other than knowing that Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey have always been sleeper agents for scum. They've always <laughs> been on my side, and I finally activated them and said, time to betray Brandon and let him down. He should have never traded for them. Because they're loyal to me. And that's where we are. <laughs> the loyalty lies run deep. The spies finally came out and showed Brendan that their loyalty is with scum. Their life is with scum forever. Uh, just what a time for them to make their stand uh, and show that uh, it's never going to be what Brendan expects and needs. Like you mentioned, I mean, getting only a one half and no touchdowns of CMC in the championship, that's brutal pill to swallow. 
Mahomes and Kelsey not coming through one last time to make a push, just getting duds here and there. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And like you said, 40 point blowout. Ah, it's, I don't know. We mentioned it. I thought about it. I said, is this going to, what is this going to do to Brendan? What is this going to do to his brain? Is this going to throw him into the depths of despair? I think it did for a second. And, but I think he's still encouraged that he's got a really good team, but that's Brendan. He's always going to want the good team. He's always going to want the playoff team. He's always going to want to be in the men, in the mix, in the talks. Don't, I mean, he has won the league before, right? He's won once. Yes. Okay. So he has put it together once, but as much as we talk about him, as much as you look at his team and you're like, wow, that's a good team. He just doesn't put it together enough and he doesn't go for it. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he made the dig, he made the digs trade. He, but I just, I just feel like there's something missing there and I don't know how to understand that he just can't you know he you know we we would i i I don't know i'm just he's he's an anomaly he confuses me i don't get it like just go win go i mean he's got he's sitting on first round picks he could have done something that he felt i mean let's be let's be real he was mahomes and kelsey were struggling this year and was the I mean, in his mind, he's like, they're gonna, they're gonna pull through. They're gonna pull through. Could he have gone out and dropped a first on a quarterback that was having a great year? I mean, could he have gone and gotten Lamar? Could he have just said, like, hey Jesse, I need to win this. Here's a first, give me Lamar. Would Jesse have done that? Could would he have looked at his running back and say, outside of CMC, he's got a lot of inconsistencies. Maybe I need to go get, maybe I need to go talk to Tyler and maybe get Rashad White or Maybe I need to go talk to, uh, I don't know, somebody and say, I'm going to, I got to get a, I got to get this win here. So I don't know. It's what it is, is that he just didn't put it together. He more often than not doesn't put it together. And I think he's got to take a long, hard look at the mirror and say, I got to do something about this because Wade's on the precipice of a third repeat other what we've mentioned this year four new playoff teams next year i wouldn't be surprised if there's four new playoff teams there's the bottom guys are are surging they're hungry they want to do what they have been seeing everyone else been doing so brendan figure it out because we can't keep doing this every year man that was i mean like you went exactly where i was trying to take it because we talked a lot about wade's team being in a position to be successful next year to potentially Repeat. So for you, you feel like Brandon's team as is is not necessarily slated to even make it back to the championship championship game. You feel like there's a there's a fallout and a decrease there. He's definitely a playoff team. He's got the ability to be back in the championship. It just I just don't know if he's got what it takes right now to win another championship the way he's he's laid out. I think he's, I think he's kind of resting on the fact that some of his players aren't what they used to be. They're still good and they're still better than most, but they're not what they used to be. Wade 
and because we're talking about him being a two-time winner and, and the odds on favor for a three-timer is he's his he's been like drafting trading in the way of like finding the guys that are that surge at the right time i feel like a lot of brendan's guys have the ability to falter at the right time or the wrong time whatever you want to say about that for whatever reason and me it comes you know this is a scum and sneak show you guys are getting the scum and the sneak brain but like when i look at players and teams i just it, i just get feelings and it's like there's something about not rising to the occasion on some of those players and i think that's where i i, I am with that with that team Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, and you talked about like potentially some of the other moves that he could have looked at, like uh, Rashad White comes to mind. But I'm like, would either side have actually done that deal? You know, even with like an overpayment, it feels not impossible. But I I, I think there's. I don't know if the answer is necessarily like better quote unquote players. I think it's. I mean, um, okay, here we're, I, I got, we can't yeah, keep yeah, on yeah. this too much longer, but this is what I'm going to do. Cause I might be misremembering and I do this a million times all the time, but I'm going to go look at Brandon seam real quick. <clears throat> all right. For the most part of the year, let me see here. Maybe I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to be wrong here. I've let me see because I'm going to say something wrong and I'm going to get reamed. So Brees Hall finishes the fantasy year as the number four running back in dynasty yep. sleeper rankings. But why does my brain tell me that Brendan was playing Swift and other guys more than Brees? Was he playing Brees all year? He played Brees pretty uh, consistently, yeah. Okay. I mean, like their side when he tried Aaron Jones first, but um, but he, Brees part. had a <sighs> Brees is number four. That was kind of skewed because it's one of those like boom bust type seasons. Like overall, pretty good, pretty consistent, but a lot of like 30, 40 point weeks. Buoy that in and make up for like some you know six, seven point weeks. Yeah, and yeah, I guess my whole thing that I was getting ready to say is debunked when I'm really looking at here, but I just it's like McCaffrey and then AJ Brown early on in the year, or just I mean he had a one point game, he had a nine point game, a five point game, still finishes the dice here before. I don't know. I guess I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's not. I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't know. We're gonna have to cut all this. I I don't know what I'm saying. No, just, we're not cutting nothing. It doesn't it's the last episode. I mean, you've got school. We're doing everything. Like, it just isn't enough to me. It just isn't enough. I mean, you can't. And maybe it just come. I mean, it really. I guess we're at the real. So, yeah, came down. We'll to be the fair. To, game is players sucking in the championship game, putting up 124 points getting like six and nine out of these players like Diggs and Brown. And it's just like you and Kelsey and Mahomes, like you just, you're not going to win that way. And maybe it was enough to get through the regular season. It obviously was half the team is horrible. Half the teams in the league are horrible. So he gets there by that. But when you go up against Wade 
when you go up against these, you just you can't have six, you can't have six and nine points from players of the names of AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, putting up whatever he did, freaking fifteen or whatever. So you just can't do that. You're not going to win a championship that way. So that's yeah, no. that's what I'm trying to get at is maybe it really truly was that he just had a bad championship game because he was great all year. We talked about him being great all year. All of his players are in the top ten and five of their positions. He had a horrible championship game. I don't know if that's bad coaching on his part, bad management on his part. He didn't do enough locker room work or lead up. Maybe he's resting on his laurels, thinking he was gonna he was gonna be. But Wade's just way too consistent, way too good, way too powerful, and that's what it was. And that's all I got to say about. It. I'm sorry. I was gonna say too. Just to be fair, eleven other teams weren't enough. Weren't uh good enough to win the title so it's it's not you necessarily by yourself Brandon but you are the one that failed in the biggest moment under the bright lights in the championship game however exactly I I think part it's it's tough when you have guys like Kelsey and Diggs because you can't bench them like Brandon would have been better rolling out I mean he doesn't have these guys on his team but like you know a different scenario thrown out Jawan Johnson and or Isaiah likely in the championship game at tight end over Travis Kelsey, right? But you're so he, he, you're even so if he, right. he, he can't do that. Diggs, he should have benched for you know a ton of other guys, but you can't at that point. So you know it takes you almost want your hand to be forced in those scenarios, but yep. he had to go with those guys. And I think the answer is like maybe at a certain point where you see the opportunity is you got to flip those guys yep. while you can mid season. And that's a tough task for any of us to do, but you know, that's, that's dynasty. That's the game. That's what we've seen. That's what Eric did with um, Dalvin cook and Zeke Elliott, you know, to get Jefferson and um, whoever else he got from Jesse, right? Like right before the playoffs, refresh the team, Give me the the young up and comers, and not just the names that are good that I cannot bench. Like, let me get the value there, and then turn it into success. So, it's the it's the tough move in honesty, but it's the right one. And uh, yeah, that that's, that all, is, that's the story that's right a, there. I think that's the story. You said it so much more eloquently than I said it. That is exactly it. You can't bench those players, but you would be better way off better doing it. And that is the whole ultimate goal of dynasty fantasy football is knowing when to move off of players that you have to play every week when they're what you have to watch their decline you have to hit it right and rarely do you do so 100 you can't bench kelsey you can't bench Diggs, but you'd be better off doing it so i think that's the key to a team like brandon's team we've seen in the past you just mentioned the players and the teams and the names you have to know when to make those calls We've all done it with our teams at this point going on eight, nine, ten years in this league. We've all had to do it. And unfortunately for Brendan, his big names that you can't bench didn't do enough in the championship. That's it. That's, You're right on. That's the old that's that's how this whole thing should end. <laughs> we will leave it there as everyone goes in to start pondering their offseason. You know, hopefully that means we're gonna have a lot of trades, a lot of hustle and bustle. Brendan, please, please let us know when the draft is. Do the lottery. We need to know. But <laughs> it's going to be fun. 
season four was our shortest one yet, but it was a fun one. I think it was good. We've got another repeat champion. Um, and I think next year we'll see, you know, where, where we stand. I think you and I are, are rejuvenated a little bit. Um, we're ready to make our playoff push next year. So a lot of fun roller coaster to come for the LV Dynasty League and this coming sneak show. Yeah, guys, don't be surprised if season five is our best yet. Again, what a year, what a show, what a life we live. Until next time. Bye. Likely. Hate that guy. <laughs>